0: Welcome to another episode of Opera for Everyone. I'm Keely Heron. I'm Pat Wright. And on today's episode of Opera for Everyone, we are listening to a work by Giacomo Puccini called *Il Trittico*. Yes, which roughly translates as the
1: triptych, or a three-parter. And so there's three parts to this opera. It well, it's not three parts to an opera. It's actually three, three operas, three one-act operas. Aha! Yes, it. Uh, it's this an, is a first for us.
0: We've never done something that it has is. three operas in one No, thing.
1: although I do have hopes that we do uh, Cav-Pag. Oh. Before too long. That's and two. And that's
0: Cavalera, Cavalleria Rusticana and Pagliacci. Yes. <gasps> I got it right. Okay. Yes,
1: two one-act operas which are commonly pieced Performed together. together. And in fact, those are the, the well-known operas of those two composers, whereas Puccini, of course, is famous for a great many operas, including... Butterfly, butterfly, Tosca, Turandot, Boheme. I mean, some of the biggies in terms of the opera canon and frequently played ones. Triptych, on the other hand, or Itritico, is not that frequently presented as a whole, yeah. as illustrated. Although Tritico. it is coming in uh, this season at the Met, isn't it? it uh, in uh, the fall of 2018, the, the Metropolitan Opera in New York is going to be presenting it. And fun fact the world premiere of this work was done at the Metropolitan Opera in 1918. It's coming full circle. Yeah.
0: 1918 to 2018 it's the 100 year anniversary of the debut.
1: Sure enough. <laughs> I know I'm
0: good with round <laughs> figures.
1: I I struggle with numbers a bit but when it's you know straightforward. I know it's it's fascinating too because this was it was interesting we've we've spoken a couple of times with Verdi and with Puccini that Ricordi, the famous Italian publisher of operas and Sort of the basically the manager the guy in charge told Puccini no you can't do this it's not good box office it was a, like it was, it's too complicated it's too the audiences won't come to this it's weird yeah these three operas and they're very different we, we'll see as we go along they're very different but Riccari had passed away some years before and before this premiered and 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 so Puccini was like I'm gonna give this a shot exactly that's exactly what he did and and interestingly. It's not always performed together as a threesome, Mm. the way he intended. Oftentimes, an opera company will grab one, sometimes they'll do two of them. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I think we should launch right into... Yeah. So, Pat, why don't you set the scene? Well, our first opera, because they each have their separate names, is called Il Mm Tabarro, The Cloak. Tabarro.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay. Interesting that is the name of this first opera and our setting is on the Seine in a barge or, or just outside a barge where a man lives with his wife
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the 50 year old barge owner is Michel and his wife is Georgette. she's 25.
0: Ah!
1: There we go and the music we were just listening to is what we hear as the stage opens and we see Paris with Notre Dame in the background a red sky there you see tenement houses very atmospheric and the libretto even describes the barge as freshly painted with small green windows a chimney and a flat roof which also serves as a terrace ah it sounds really lovely yes there may be some dancing on that terrace later on i see <laughs> yeah so Michel, the barge owner the 50 mm-hmm. year old man married uh, to uh georgetta is just watching the sunset he's he's got a pipe but it's gone out and his wife is taking down some of the washing and so this is our this is our scene and the husband and wife are are talking to each other not showing tremendous affection but just kind of getting on with the chores Mm -hmm. of the day they're familiar yeah and they're watching the stevedores a word which was not part of my vocabulary. The stevedores. Before. Yeah, like basically they're the longshoremen. Yeah, they're I was going to say people that work on the, the docks. on the river. Yeah, yeah, they're carrying stuff in and out and getting ready. And Georgetta says, "Hey, let's give the let's give the guys a drink. They've they've been working so hard." And he's like, "Oh, you're such a sweet woman. Of course, that's a great idea. You think of everything." Mm. And the stevedores are quite thrilled to have a have a drink offered to them. Sure. And Michelle tries to be affectionate with Georgetta, tries to give her a little kiss. She's kind of pulls away, not really interested. And we meet then at this point, as they're coming up for the drink, we meet the three men who work unloading and loading up this barge. And we have um, (laughs) Il Tinka, which is tench. We have Il Tapa, mole. These are kind of nickname Uh names. Uh And then we have Luigi, the Mm. strapping, handsome 20 year old uh
0: Luigi. and now we know why Georgetta didn't want yeah you
1: you kind of Michelle saw that. to smoocher you kind of saw that one coming mm. well with all the drinking all they need is a little music and they have the good fortune to see an organ grinder passing by always
0: lucky I mean whenever I'm out with my friends <laughs> and an organ grinder pass by I'm like yes yes! <laughs> yes
1: just go buy a lottery ticket <laughs> And Luigi screams at him, hey, maestro, come on over here. And he tells his friends, wait, do you see what a master he is? And of course, once there's music, dancing ensues. Right. Right. Of course, Georgetta is the only girl. By the way, Michelle has wandered off at this point. So it's Georgetta with the three guys. <laughs> well,
0: he's a little older. He probably didn't
1: take a nap or something. <laughs> I don't know about that, but he's not there. And she she dances with Tench and she, she does it. And, and they're not very good, the two of them. And, and Luigi accuses them of having to him of having two left feet. And then Michelle returns and Ildapa Mole says, Hey, it's the boss. The boss is coming and they all stop. straighten up and yeah they totally stop and and even luigi signals to the organ grinder he needs to stop and gives him a coin and when georgetta is in high spirits and says to her husband oh what do you think isn't this wonderful and i think it's time to hear a little bit of this music right now okay yeah so let's hear a little bit of the song where they're discussing with carousing. each other and carousing
0: yeah all right, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1KHOL. And on today's episode, we are listening to Il Trittico, a triptych of operas by Giacomo Puccini. And this is the first performance of that collection, Il Tabarro.
3: Il <laughs> Sarà vero ed è per questo che non conclude nulla. Non si salva il papà, lui lavora sì che
4: i
0: So they're carousing. Yes, nobody a good time. Nobody fell off the barge, which is good. <laughs> Safety first. First rule
1: of the barge is stay on the barge. That uh, that is a good rule. No, no one fell off the barge. I mean, they are right docked right there. But you're right. No one ended up in the in the sand. In the drink. No one did. And we have a new character come along. Nice la frugola. 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 The, which translates as the ferret. That's actually, she's actually the wife of one of the other two longshoremen, stevedores. She's called the ferret somehow. Connection. It somehow
0: doesn't seem like a very. It's not very complimentary. Complimentary nickname.
1: It's really not. She's a she's a kind of a collector. Mm-hmm. She finds little stuff. Yeah. She, she puts them in her bag, and yeah. she has all this stuff. But she is married to the mole. Oh, no, they're they're a household of vermin, apparently, <laughs>
0: and their their children otter and uh, sloth. I don't know. I don't know if those are vermin, but they're anyway,
1: not. they they have a a marriage where they're just kind of picking at each other all the time, and yet uh-huh. and yet they're married, and they 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 end up ultimately <laughs> going off together. And there's 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 more plot going in here, but seeing as how we're trying to do we're moving along yeah doing this opera in a half an hour we're gonna move along <laughs> this is the abbreviated version yeah it, it really is we're gonna listen to Luigi the handsome one the handsome strong young man right <laughs> who has caught uh, Georgetta's eyes mm, indeed so let's let's listen to Luigi's aria where he says yes he's talking to his, his fellow workers keep your head down bend your back for us life is worth nothing Anymore, And every happiness turns to misery.
0: Well, that's optimistic. Yeah. Well, you know, the Dalai Lama says the key to happiness is low expectations. So maybe, maybe Luigi's a Buddhist. (laughs) Okay. You know,
1: I could go into a discussion of Buddhism right now, but I won't. Okay. So
0: Luigi's saying keep your expectations low and then you'll be happy. Because if you expect happiness, it's all going to just end in tears. Yeah.
1: Sacks on your backs. Bow your head down to the ground. All right. So that's
5: this.
1: well that was a powerful tenor aria beautiful tenor aria well and he's keep your head down put that sack on your back don't complain it actually makes me think a little bit of old man river yeah yeah
0: yeah well i mean they work on a river maybe it's a
1: common theme well i think the guys who work on the river work pretty hard you know the ones who are toting the stuff at any rate we carry on, and we have a little moment that's sweet between the ferret, the one wife, the wife, and Georgetta, and they each talk about where they'd love to live and what would be happiness to them, and hmm. neither one is there at the moment, and we have Luigi come in at this point. And, and
0: Luigi's doesn't
1: have a wife. Luigi's a 20-year-old, you know. River guy. River guy who carries heavy stuff, and he has big muscles.
0: <laughs> so no. <laughs> so Not no. yet.
1: So, no, he doesn't. It's, I mean, it appears that you have to be older to have gotten to a point in life. Oh, to have resources. To have, yeah, to be able to afford marriage. Yeah. So, it turns out, and they're chatting, that Luigi and Georgetta are from the same town, Belleville, just outside of Paris.
0: Like the triplets of Belleville. Remember that movie? I do
1: remember that movie. Actually, that was kind of a crazy movie. It was. Anyway. Well, we have some more sweet conversation between Luigi and Georgetta and it's just the two of them on stage at this point and they're coming very close and you think perhaps they'll they'll kiss but Mm -hmm. Georgetta stops him and she says wait watch watch out he may come up any moment and she says just just stay over there we'll talk and he's like oh I can't stand to be away from you and she's like I Uh shiver all over if I think of last night and the passion in (gasps) your kisses oh no so the kisses you know have already happened Uh uh-oh and they they there's just this love talk for a little while and and then she gets really scared again and he says why why are you so afraid if he discovers us he will kill us Then luigi bravely says i prefer death to the fate which keeps you bound oh dear so these two have definitely declared their love for one another but sure enough georgette Georgetta was right. Michel comes back up, and Michel's confused to see Luigi there. Like, well, why are you still here? Haven't haven't you left to go home? And he, Luigi says, "Oh, sir, patron, I I have been waiting to speak with you. Uh, I wanted to find out if you could drop me at the next stop in Rouen." And and Michel says, "Well, why in the world would you want me to drop you off there? There's there's no work there at all." And he says, "Well, okay, maybe not Rouen, but." soon after you'll you need to drop me off you need i i need to leave your employ oh well that's probably smart well that's exactly what luigi's thinking in fact there's a song where Georgetta's gonna say what in the world were you thinking why are you asking him to leave and luigi says i must leave because i cannot share you with right. him right so let's listen to a little okay,
0: bit okay if you're just tuning in you're listening to up for Everyone on 891 khol and this is a song from Il Tabarro by Giacomo Puccini as part of the triptych of operas in Il Trittico. <laughs>
5: ¶¶¶¶
0: clearly a love duet
1: oh there's there's passion between those two for sure
0: they're like I'm super into you and he's like I'm
1: super into you too well and they're also talking about the the challenges that they face in fact Luigi will say this is the happiness snatched between pain and fear
0: huh that doesn't sound like a good place to be
1: well it's a fraught relationship they're not free to love each other right but they do go ahead and plan their next meeting Mm -hmm. and she says tell me you'll come back later he says oh yes in an hour's time will you use the same signal he asks yes she says the lighted match oh dear Yes. And she says, I just, I know where this is going. How it flickered at the end of my arm, the little flame. I seem to be lighting a star. Because Michelle smokes a pipe.
0: This is The flame of
1: our love, a star that will not set. (laughs) No spoilers. (laughs) I, hey,
0: you know, I've seen enough of these operas, Pat, that you're, I'm, it's tough to fool. So I,
1: that, that little thing we planted in the beginning about him smoking his pipe. Yeah. Well, you may be onto something there. And Luigi will, will lament the madness of jealousy and lament for a little while. And finally, she pushes him off like, you've got to leave. You've got to leave. My husband is coming. And then we have a tender scene between Georgetta and Michelle. Oh. Because Michel is trying to get close again to his wife. hmm and we learn a few things in his efforts to get close to her. Probably the most important thing we learn is about her heartbreak. They had a son, Aww. but the son did not survive. Aww. And it would appear from this story that the death of their child, at least from her point of view, or soured right. things between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And she's heartbroken over that and he wants to reminisce a little bit and he says oh well on these cool evenings don't you remember when when our son was with us and to warm you up i would take my cloak i would take my cloak and i'd wrap it around the two of you and i'd wrap my arms around the two of you in my cloak to keep you warm and as he's trying to be tender and loving with her she she just can't go there with him mm-hmm. she freezes she freezes and she turns away and she she just doesn't warm up the way the way he has she says, michelle i beg you don't talk about it and he and he keeps trying and she's just like don't just don't talk about it and he tries to get close to her and she just keeps pulling pushing him away yeah she just keeps pulling pulling away pushing him away and she's like i i need to go to bed good night michelle I'm I'm exhausted. So she goes off into her bedroom and at the very end he just mutters to himself slut. <gasps> oh no. Yeah, he does.
0: Because he knows. He suspects. Yeah, he oh, suspects. Dear.
1: But he doesn't he doesn't know for sure exactly what's going on because what happens is he he suspects and he sees that she's in her cabin but she's not getting ready for bed exactly. She's she's leaving all her clothes on and he wonders well is it is it one of the guys is it the other of the guys and he dismisses each and then he hits on luigi he goes no it can't be luigi because luigi asked to leave our employee at rouen you know i was only i who talked him back into it so it couldn't be luigi it, none of this is making any sense so he sits back and as you predicted he's lights his pipe Luigi sees the flame, runs out, and Michelle says, well, I guess it is Luigi, and he grabs him, and he's, and Luigi is, oh, I'm caught, oh God, I am caught. And Michelle yells, no, screaming, what did you come for? Did you want your mistress? And the two of them argue, and sure enough, you can see where it's going. There's just a tiny bit more. Then what happens? Oh, yeah, this is where it gets really bad. (laughs)
0: well it's an opera
1: it's an opera georgetta he oh he gets stabbed with a knife so um he covers him up with a cloak he's got his cloak it covers him up georgetta comes out and says oh michelle michelle i i feel scared i don't know what's going on oh michelle says oh you're cold come on over here let me comfort you he says why don't you uh use my cloak and get underneath my cloak and warm yourself up and that's this when it gets really up what out. and he lifts up the cloak Ugh. and luigi's dead body is visible and he takes her head in his hands and smashes her head next to luigi's dead head gross and that's how the opera ends
0: Ugh. operas are weird man
1: yeah a little sad there
0: Okay, so that
1: <laughs> a lot of passion, a lot of good, a lot of good music in this opera, but it's kind of rough. I
0: I'm a little bit speechless, which doesn't happen very often. But that's yeah. what Puccini
1: was hoping for.
0: Is that right?
1: Well, he wants to to hit you in the gut. With so this, this is one. sort of like 19 what 1910 I think. 10. I mean, it it premieres in 1918, but this that's one, true. That's true. Unlike the other operas in this triptych, this one is set in more modern times. Yes, it's set in 1910. Okay. Wow. All
0: right, so that's sort of essentially the end of Act One, which is an entire opera unto itself.
1: Well, we, yes, we'll, we'll just call it the end of the first opera, and we can listen to just a little bit of that final music. Okay, transition to the next opera. And then we'll transition to the next All opera. All right,
0: well, so you're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL, and this is some of the final music from Il Tabarro, which is the first part of the triptych of operas by Giacomo Puccini called Il Trittico.
3: No, no, non pensa breve, ed un Luigi! Oh, se proprio questa sera voleva abbandonarmi, e ma fatto preghiera di sbarcarlo a Roma! A chi Who is e chi dunque Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? così it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is sei tu, sei tu, sei tu sei tu. sei tu,
0: Welcome back to the second half of the first half of today's programme right. of opera for everyone. And we are listening to a triptych of operas by Giacomo Puccini called Il Tritico. And now we are transitioning into the second opera of yes. that triptych called Sister Angelica.
1: Yes, Sister Angelica. And you had commented as to me when we were listening to the very beginning of it, that it sounded kind of Churchy. Churchy. Sounds a little churchy, Pat. It is it is the whole opera will sound that way. It is set in a convent. And in fact, this is a very special opera because every single character, except one non-singing young boy, is female. It's, oh. it's all the singing is female voices. Because so, it's set in a convent.
0: Yeah, right. And so not like men who are castrated so that they can sing high roles or women in trousers singing male roles, but actually all Women playing women,
1: right? That's right. <laughs> wow, modern uh, opera. Yeah, in fact, everyone except one woman who appears is a nun or a lay sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we ladies s- of the cloth they are. And this is a very devout group of people. This is this is not. There's no. Um, they're not taking it lightly. They're not taking it lightly. It's it's very and it's lovely, lovely music. Though I will. Tell you that, remember I said that the Tuitico the is not always kept intact as the three operas mm-hmm. to be performed together. Opera companies will maybe do a couple of them or grab one. If any opera, uh, <laughs> just to be blunt, if any opera is going to be left behind. It's this one. It's this one. It's less action packed. It's very devout. It's very uh, <laughs> sad in places, which yeah. doesn't necessarily disqualify it as an opera, but it's not as plot-heavy.
0: Well, I can't imagine. I mean, like, heavy. a bunch of nuns in a convent aren't really gonna get up to much.
1: That's super exciting. Well, that's an interesting question or a way to put it, because the trouble with Sister Angelica is that she previously had gotten up to something oh, she ought not to have gotten up right. to. Right.
0: So, it's like that, What? who sang that song, Sister Christian? Sister Christian, oh, your time has come. Oh yes,
1: I thought yeah. I didn't know what you were doing.
0: Motoring. what's that song? I what's your <laughs> price for flight?
1: Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, so nothing is going to sound quite like that okay. in this opera. <laughs> Sorry, it does. It's going to sound more rabble. like what we just heard. Okay, but we are in the convent and we start off just kind of getting involved in convent life and understanding it. Fun fact to learn about convent life one of Puccini's sisters was, was a nun a mother superior huh in a convent so and did he go under um n- no in disguise <laughs> no he he was invited <laughs> not in disguise he dressed up like a nun and snuck in <laughs> he did not but he did go to learn a little bit about convent life because he wanted to show a respectable he wanted to show respect for the nuns as he portrayed this story the story by the way was started off by the author or he's actually the librettist who started off writing this story as a play a spoken word play that he intended to present but he had been tapped to be the librettist for the third story and when Puccini was looking to find the final one because this is the last one to be slotted into this threesome he suggested hey why don't you use this play I'm working on and just make it into an opera and our librettist's name is Giacchino for Forzano, Forzano, Giacchino, Giacchino. Sorry, my, you know me, me and my Italian. At any rate, he had had written the libretto for the last one, which we're going to spend the final hour of the episode on. But his play that he was writing for Sister Angelica, he said, "Why don't you just use that?" And Puccini loved the idea. Oh, good. And in so fact, so he wh- just
0: cut and paste?
1: Well, he had he had yeah a good good running head start on the libretto and Puccini. In fact, when he finished it, remember I told you he'd done some research mm-hmm. at his sisters his sisters' convent. He played it for the nuns, and they loved it really. And they were all in tears at the end. Oh well, you'll you'll know why. Okay, yeah. So it you know it had sort of the seal of approval of of at least the this sisters one, the the one convent of his sisters convent of sisters <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so let's set the stage here pat are yes. we modern are we modern circa 1910
1: 1920 we we are not at all modern we are in the late 17th century oh my yes we are in the late 17th century but we don't have a lot of contact with the outside world really. right Okay. And, and I have, in fact, we mentioned the fact that in the fall of 2018, the Met will be producing this. They've set everything in all three of these at various points in the 20th century. Huh. Okay. So in, because these stories can travel. They're a little can bit. Travel. Right. A little bit uh, timeless. Absolutely. So let's tell you a little bit about the story. We have all these nuns doing the Ave Maria in the beginning. Uh-huh. And two of the lay sisters come in late and they get in terrible trouble while they get you know, chastised because they've come in late and they haven't made up for it. And Sister Angelica also comes in late, but she does what she's supposed to do. And they they sing about this and say, oh, she's she's a very devout sister. She's wonderful. We love Sister Angelica. And we, we get a little just a glimpse of life in the convent. And they talk a little bit about desire. Ah, which is interesting, but this is what desire means to these sisters. <laughs> Ice cream? You had a rose hidden in your sleeve. What? Yeah, see, that's a little bad, right? That would hurt. Right? <laughs> well, presumably not the thorny bit. I don't know. Just I the flower th- part? Just the flower part. I don't know, but they're... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the thorns are part of it. But their transgressions are so innocent mild yeah to what we're accustomed to encountering in Corpus, right. <laughs> right. And Sister Angelica comes in and they they actually will say, "Oh yeah, Sister Angelica has some desires as well. And she confesses, yeah, I have a desire. I want to hear from my family. I've been in here for seven years with no word. Oh, that's sad. From my family. I need to I need to know more. And also part of what they do, one of the great joys is, oh, it's coming to that time of the year. There's a fountain in our courtyard, and the fountain is so beautiful that for three evenings, there's a point when the way the sun hits it, it makes it look like gold. So this is kind of one of the high points of convent life in terms of their surroundings. So it takes a little while to kind of get your head into...
0: The asceticism of it all.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very... Very strong, very strong. In fact, let's listen to the song where they're singing about their desires. Desires are the flowers of the living, they
4: say.
0: was beautiful it's lovely right it was so it's so relaxing to listen to that churchy type music
1: yes these are these are beautiful it's beautiful beautiful music
0: and and so they're talking about desire and so that
1: it started out with sister angelica, angelica. right mm-hmm. and then there's a little conversation and any guesses as to what sister genevieve's desire would be Oh, I don't know, to... You're never going to guess this one. (laughs) Have a dog? Oh, surprisingly close. Have a cat? Equally close. Uh, duck, bird, goldfish? (laughs) She explains that she used to be a shepherdess, and it's been five years since she's seen a lamb. Aww. And she wants to see a lamb, and to stroke it, and to touch its damp little nose. Aww. And she says, well... If that's a sin, please forgive me, Lord. <laughs> I want to pet a lamb. Yeah.
0: Okay. yes yeah. these, these girls are...
1: That's desire. They're raging. <laughs> totally out of control. <laughs>
0: so they reflect on... <laughs> the next thing they're going to be doing, like, keg stands and... <laughs> <laughs> going to have an argentinian it's polo so team true. come so over
1: while all this is going on uh, the infirmary sister runs in and says oh we need your help sister angelica one of these sisters has been stung by a bunch of bees what can you do and this is where we learn that sister angelica is the woman who knows how to work with medicinal herbs. Oh, so she she's the healing woman. She's the one who has the, has the ability to, to come up with these concoctions. She makes a recipe. Um, in fact, they sing, Sister Angelica always has a good recipe made from flowers. She always finds some blessed herb to soothe the pain. And so Sister Angelica mixes up a little poultice for her and says, there you go, that should help. And now we have two more sisters entering with baskets on their back, and these are the almoner sisters. A word I also had to look up. Okay, almoner. Almoner. Well, the A L M is like in alms. Uh huh. And traditionally, as I understand it, that means that they are the people who pass out charity Uh, to. But because uh, a convent like this has no means of sustenance as far as we can tell other than charity, they in fact have gone oh, out to they're collect, passing
0: the hat essentially
1: to collect donations to bring back whatever they can for these sisters to live on. So the sisters kind of have a, you know, after having just talked about desires, they have a good time looking like, oh look, some hazelnuts have been brought in. Look, a little bit of bread and salt and some oil and some walnuts oh and the little small cheese oh how wonderful and they're just all having such a lovely time with the things that have been brought and you know what it's a very pretty song let's listen to that one
0: alright if you've just tuned in you're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL You're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL, and that was a song from Sister Angelica by Giacomo Puccini from
1: the opera triptych Il Trittico. Yes, and those were the Almoner sisters, and in addition to talking about all the wonderful treats that they've brought, they also have a question. They say, well, who came to the visiting room this evening? There was a grand carriage outside. And Sister Angelica perks up at the mention of a grand carriage. Mm-hmm. And and she's like, oh, did it have a coat of arms on it? An ivory crest? Tell me more, tell me more. And the sisters all know that they're expecting this to be her family. Because it turns out she's from quite a well-to-do family. This family that she's been hoping to hear from. Mm-hmm. And the abbess comes in and says, Sister Angelica, you have... A visitor. Hmm. It is Principesa. La Principesa. The sister. Sorry, the princess. The princess is here to see you, your aunt. Oh. So, there we go. And the abbess reminds her obedience, calm, like, don't forget you're a nun. Right. And Sister Angelica says, yes, let the virgin hear me. By the way, I, I realized we haven't made this point strongly enough quite yet but the opera begins with the ave maria Mm -hmm. and all throughout this there are references to uh, the virgin mary Mm -hmm. the supplications are to the virgin mary the thanks go when the for instance when the almoner sisters show up with all their goods they say praises to mary so the virgin mary is the is the figure that is most often referenced devoutly Mm -hmm. by these sisters and i Wanted to make sure to get that in before the end of the opera. <laughs> so Sister Angelica prays to the Virgin, and she goes to meet her aunt in the visiting room. And the aunt is, just picture a grande dame. Right. Yes, very cold. And Sister Angelica wants to go hug her. Right. Because we learned during this that her she's only been in the convent for seven years, but it's been 20 years since her parents died. And this woman then became her guardian her guardian so this is the woman who finished raising her and she in fact the princess brings up the mother and father and says you you need to behave yourself because they entrusted me to you and you have let us all down so terribly and sister angelica says but let this holy place inspire you aunt don't be angry it's a place of mercy it's a place of pity and the princess, cold as ever, says, no, it's a place of penance. Oh. Uh. hmm So, and then she carries on, I have come to inform you the reason of my visit. Your sister, Anna Viola, is to be married. And Sister Angelica is thrilled to hear it. She hasn't heard any word. And she's like, but she sort of blurts out she's too young to be married. She goes, oh, I guess she's seven years older than when I last saw her. And she says, the princess says to her, someone who for love has pardoned the sin for which you stained our white crest. Oh, dear. So she, this sister of Sister Angelica, Anna Viola, has found someone willing to overlook the stain to the family honor that Angelica caused.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, now I'm on tenterhooks.
1: Yeah. So Sister Angelica turns to her aunt and says, my mother's sister, you are are unrelenting so that's a little bit of a reproach from sister angelica and the princess is having none of that you can't call me unrelenting do you invoke your mother against me how dare you you must atone i mean she is she is belting it out she is incensed yeah oh by the way she's a contralto she's, she's got this deep, oh. commanding voice and then sister angelica says oh aunt I have offered everything up to the virgin I will I will do whatever I am required to do but I can't give up longing for my son uh oh who by the way was the reason product of her stain against yes. yes you understand the
0: reason that she has been sent to the convent
1: she's been sent to the convent she's had a child out of wedlock uh, a little boy who is now 7 years old right and she doesn't know anything about him in fact she she goes on to say i i saw him once i got to kiss him once Aww. and he was taken away from me and it was such a, a such a shame on the family honor that they feared that the sister would never be able to procure a husband with such a dishonored family. Wow. Yeah, it's intense stuff. And she's like, tell me about my son. Please just tell me about my son. And the princess is stone-faced and says absolutely nothing. And is beginning to get upset. How can you say nothing? Just tell me about him. Finally, the princess speaks and she says, well, two years ago, he was struck by a cruel disease and everything was done to save him. And Angelica knows that that means the child has died. Right. And she doesn't entirely believe that everything was done to save him. And you can imagine why yeah, she wonders right? That. Right. So it's just heartbreaking. This child that she's been dreaming of even just hearing a little word of how he's doing. Turns out two years prior he's died. And she's just crushed crushed on the ground the aunt decides to finish the business for which she has come she hands the document over so she because she wants angelica to sign over any claim she has to the estate to her sister because she doesn't need it she's in this convent and the sister requires it but she needs angelica's signature and at this point angelica just sort of Signs it, and signs just... it, and and goes into grief, and she's going to be alone with her thoughts. The princess, with her mission accomplished, has left, and now we get the the song, which is the most well known of this whole opera, which we're going to listen to in its entirety, called "Senza Mama In English, it's "Without Your Mother, My Baby, You Died." Ah, uh, Senza Mama, o oh, bimbo tu sei morto. a sad one yeah that's a pretty sad one she's thinking about what it must have been like for this child to die without the love of his mother Mm. right there
0: i wonder who raised him i guess the aunt yeah we We aren't
1: we aren't told and then it occurs to her that well this means that her son is an angel in heaven and she says oh tell me when when can i see you in heaven when can i kiss you when may I die? Tell your mother, lovely baby, speak to me. So that's how that song ends. Hmm. And the other sisters come back in at this point, And Sister Genevieve, the one who wants to stroke the lamb, <laughs> greets her warmly and, and says, Oh, good sister, the Virgin has answered your prayer. In other words, you got word from your family. Your family has come to see you. You must be so happy. To have had a visit from your family. And Sister Angelica replies, well, yes, grace has come down from heaven. I'm on fire with it. I can see now the goal. Sisters say, amen. I'm happy, sisters. I'm happy, says Sister Angelica. Interesting. Yeah, you see where this one's going. Yeah, you kind of do. But... We're going to do it anyway. Okay. (laughs) Because there's some good music along the way. And the sisters ultimately leave after praising the Holy Virgin. And we see Sister Angelica. And there's quite a bit of music that is just playing while we see Sister Angelica gathering some of the herbs like she used Mm -hmm. to make the medicine. Uh Uh-oh. And she's building a little stove and getting the twigs and set so that she can cook on that and she will sing a song she begins it with a quote sister angelica always has a good recipe remember they said that before when when the uh, right with the bee stings. stings exactly and then she carries on to say my friendly flowers who keep drops of poison in your tiny breasts oh i have lavished so much care on you and now you reward me through you my flowers i shall die yeah we saw that coming didn't we yeah (laughs) he she carries on my son has called me in the light of a star his smile has appeared to me mother come to paradise so she's saying goodbye to the world here farewell 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 little chapel farewell all of you i'm dying for him and i will see him in heaven and so she looks at the virgin mary she drinks down the bowl of poison and suddenly she realizes And this is very powerful. And this is another piece of music, and we will be listening to this momentarily. She realizes, oh, I am damned.
0: Oh, because she committed suicide, so she'll go to hell. She won't go to heaven.
1: Exactly. I have killed myself. I'm dying in mortal sin. Oh, no. Exactly. So she's in a total panic because she needs to go to heaven to see her son. Right but she's committed a mortal sin, which is going to keep her from heaven. And so she prays. Oh, mother of God, mother of God, save me for the love of my son, save me. And she's in fervent prayer. And this is just beautiful because while she's praying, we hear offstage all the sisters singing in chorus. They are they are singing a Queen of Virgins, Hail Mary. They're doing all these Hail Mary songs in praise of the Virgin Mary. Sister Angelica is singing do not let me die in damnation and we hear the praises of Mary but and it's a lovely interweaving of these things and another fun fact Puccini had a friend who was a priest a very good friend who was a priest and the priest supplied these words for the prayer that the sisters off stage oh. are giving so, so it's that, a
0: little behind the scenes
1: yeah yeah and ultimately as she prays ever more passionately as she's dying with this poison. And she says, even a mother begs you, a mother beseeches you. O mother of God, save me. And we hear the choir at that point says, what unhappy Eve destroyed you restore with the fruit of your womb so that poor sinners may rise to the stars. You open the gates of heaven, glorious among virgins. Hail Mary. And depending on how the production goes with this there is a figure in some form or another, there's a Mm. figure of the Virgin Mary which appears often shot with bright sunlight and ultimately in front of her you see a young boy all dressed in white.
0: So they're reunited
1: and the Virgin gestures again depending on the production but the sense is that the Virgin gestures to the boy to go towards his dying mother Mm. and he does and Sister Angelica, again, might say "ah," or might be more of a an agonized scream. And the choir in the back is still singing praises to the Virgin Mary. And that is how the opera ends. She is reunited so with her son. So it sounds like her prayers to the Virgin Mary work. Have worked. been answered.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, so let's wrap up part two of today's episode and we'll go out with the last sort of songs that you've just talked about from Sister Angelica by Giacomo Puccini on one KHOL. listening to Opera for Everyone, a radio show and podcast that makes opera understandable, accessible, and enjoyable for a mainstream audience. It airs Sundays from 9 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time on 89.1 KHOL in Jackson, Wyoming. KHOL is Wyoming's only community radio station. Opera for Everyone
1: is hosted by me, Keely Heron. And me, Pat Wright. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud and like our Facebook page, Opera for Everyone, where you can also send us a message. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoy the second half of today's episode.
0: Welcome back to the second half of Opera for Everyone. I'm Keely Heron. I'm Pat Wright. And on today's episode of Opera for Everyone, we are listening to Il Trittico, an opera, actually a collection of three operas by Giacomo Puccini. And in the first half of today's show, we listened to the first two operas, which were Il Tobarro and Sister Angelica. And now, in the second half of today's show, Pat, what are we going to listen to?
1: Well, I'm happy to tell you, after all that tragedy and heart-wrenching drama, we have a comic. Take. An opera buffa. It's, it's a lot of fun, it's fun music, and it's even a fun story. Oh, good! Yeah, we, need, we get a little relief here. Excellent. Yes, and just to set the... Stage. Yeah, not really. But I wanted to let you know that the librettist on this one is the same librettist for Sister Angelica. So it's quite a different kind of story. Okay. Um, This is Forzano. He was actually offered the option to write Il Tabarro's libretto. But because it was an existing play, apparently he didn't like to rework someone else's work. And so that was given to a different librettist, Adami. But Forzano wrote this one, and it's loosely based on an idea. Not sure, no one is sure whether it was Puccini or Forzano who originally came up with the idea of playing with Canto 30 of Dante's Inferno. Oh. Where we talk about the, the falsifiers, the people who take false identities. And oh, yeah,
0: I'm I'm sort of embarrassed to say that I I've never read Dante's Inferno, so I I, I know essentially kind of what it's about, but
1: I think that puts you in the majority of people. Okay, there. I'm
0: woefully underread. <laughs> no worries on Dante.
1: No worries. That 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 is the last we will mention. That okay. Just so I'd, it was originally sort of taken from that. Not the whole story, but just bits and pieces. A little bit of an idea and inspiration. Okay. Anyway, why don't you tell us the name of this opera? Gianni Schicchi. So, he is the title character. Is not there right in the beginning of the opera with the singing that we hear? The singing that we hear is taking place of the re, with the relatives of a man laying out in bed who has just died. Oh, he's expired. He has expired. Oh, by the way, we are in Florence mm-hmm. in the year twelve ninety
0: nine. Jeepers, cripes! Okay.
1: So yeah, each one of them is a little bit Gets later. Gets older in and time. older. Yeah, it's twelve nine, and the reason we know it's twelve ninety nine exactly is because there's a point in the uh, story when they sign a document, and the notary will say the year in it. Twelve
0: ninety nine. Gosh, I can't even. I can't even imagine what life was like in twelve ninety nine.
1: Well, we're we never leave the bedroom of this man, so we don't really get. You know, you you get a little glimpse of Florence out the window, and that's about it. But uh, Buoso Donati is the man who has just expired. And they're all saying, oh, poor Bozo, poor Buzo. But there's something a little off in this scene of the grieving relatives of the just expired Bozo Donati. They seem not entirely heartbroken at his death. Mm. And we learn before too long that they're really kind of focusing on what they're going to get out of the will.
0: Yeah, that's what I was kind of... Yeah,
1: that's, that's what...
0: Figured where you were going with that
1: one. That's what happens when you have a bunch of... Uh, People hanging around a dead person? Relatives who are there who don't actually seem all that broken up about the death, but do seem very interested in a certain aspect of it. And they're kind of on board together because they're all expecting to get something from the will, but there's a little bit of sense of competition among them as well. I mean, these are not open-hearted people towards one another and and by the way they all seem to be somewhat well off in their own right so Mm -hmm. these are the rich grasping for more
0: the gentrified noble families perhaps
1: although you do get the sense that this particular man the bozo the one who's just died is the richest of them all so Mm -hmm. they're quite interested in in what will be left to the various relatives and as they're grieving and saying oh it's so sad that he's died it's so sad poor man we hear little whispers in the corner is it true is it true is it true could he possibly could he possibly have left all his money to the monastery nearby oh not an unheard of thing for a wealthy patron to do no
0: yeah i mean
1: seems reasonable so they kind of forget that they're grieving Mm. and that there's this body in the room with them and they start frantically looking everywhere to to find the will to see if it is true Uh, like where's the will where's the will and it's it's in fact comical as they (laughs) go through it so there's
0: no one there that's like hello i'm the person in charge of the will
1: no 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 it's just and that's actually an important point for the story it's just these these relatives who have been grieving and in fact, it's hysterical because I watched a more modern production of this recently. Mm. And this director's take on it was to have the man... They, they moved it up more modern times. They had him hooked up to sort of an EKG right. monitor. And there's a nurse who sort of leaves and looks askance at these... People. These relatives who don't maybe have his best interests at heart, but, you know, her shift's over. So she leaves. And in the production that I saw, they actually pull the plug
0: disconnect him from life support
1: and you know and you get to hear the little beep yeah beep. going straight
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah now that's not in the original but it might as well be for the way that they're sure. acting
0: well I mean human nature hasn't changed much in no. what how many hundred years 700 800 years yeah
1: yeah I mean this is remember this is premiering in 1918 so that's when it's it's written in just before that right so so they're looking around for the will. Mm-hmm. And it's comical. Like, I think I found it. No, I didn't. I think, no. Yes, no. Right. <laughs> so on and on and on. And finally, one of our characters finds the will. Rinuccio. Yes, that is the, the young. The lucky one. The young love interest, by the way, as the story progresses. Oh, Rinuccio. Rinuccio. So he's a young man. And he he's so excited. And everyone is... He says, oh, oh, my aunt. And it's his his aunt, his aunt Zita is his, essentially his guardian. She's in charge of him in terms of like who he can get married to, for example. And then he says, aunt, I'm the one who found the will. And since we'll all be rich soon and on a happy day like this, would you please consent to my marrying Loreto, Skichi's daughter? And he says, oh, and it'll be even sweeter if we can get married on May Day. And everyone just screams, yes, 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 yes. And, and the aunt says, yes. All the relatives like, get on with it. We want to open the will. Right. Do whatever you want. We don't care. Who cares about Loretta? Nobody cares. <laughs> and, and one of the relatives even says, if everything goes well, as we hope it will, marry whoever you like, even the devil's daughter. Ooh. Ooh. And so they slowly open the will. And it takes them a while to read through it. Yeah. And they're all on tender hooks. And then what happens? And finally, <gasps> as they're reading, their faces all grow dark and cloudy. And they say, oh, so it was true. He left it all to the monastery. He left it all to the monastery. And oh, there's a really good song bo-so. here. Oh, so Let's listen to that song. Okay.
0: If you've just tuned in. You're listening to Opera for Everyone on 891KHOL. And we are listening to Gianni Schicci, which is the final opera in Il Trittico, a, a triptych of operas by Giacomo Puccini. <laughs>
3: Preparai hey, vale, tutti noi l'ora sostanza, e va di la punta. Io confro visurarmi di riassinia, e hey, i frati beveranno i fini figli.
4: Se e La mia felicità
6: sarà. Roma. Dall'opera di Santa Reparata,
4: la di la dei
6: conventi, alle
4: grigie travi che tarpotan i tempi, e qui priviti di mercato, col a voi poveri smalti, torri
6: grossi. Voi le pinate,
3: mani, Voi e <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's so funny we're right by the dead guy <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it does
1: that's just who you want in your, you know, death chamber, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I guess it depends. Some people, like, when they die, they're like, well, I want to have a celebration of life and, you know... Well, these in- people
1: aren't celebrating his no, life. No, this is true. They're like... <laughs> in fact, they're saying all kinds of nasty things about the monks who are the beneficiaries of this will that they just found. Right. So, yeah, they're taking their anger out on the monks Yeah, in and, and if you themselves. don't like
0: monks... I mean, they make beer.
1: Yep. Well, this particular monastery makes wine. Yeah, they make wine.
0: Well, like, what's not to like about monks? They just hang out and pray.
1: Well, because... Make beer. They see them receiving the money that they believe that should be theirs. Should have been theirs.
0: I get it. But you're, that's pretty, you're stooping pretty low.
1: Well, I think that's the whole point here. They do stoop pretty low. They do stoop pretty low and uh, our young man by 20 by the way he's 24 years old the one who asked his aunt if he could get Mary married Mary Loretta He says uh, well there's can only still Mary Loretta One person no she's, he's already gotten that agreement All oh, right yeah not that the aunt's going to honor the agreement but Renuccio says well there's only one person who can advise us and perhaps perhaps he can save us and they're all like okay we're all ears who could it be and he says Skeety yes ah johnny skitchy he says wait it's his daughter that you mentioned before i don't i don't understand and he says don't worry he's on his way and they're like wait what you called him why would you do that and the, the <laughs> i just texted him the, yeah, the elder male in the family says well you're certainly not going to marry his daughter he's a he's a nouveau riche kind of guy uh, imagining right. a donati marrying the daughter of a peasant like we can't we cannot permit this we can't be related it's to, just not done darling yeah newcomers right right it's just not okay and renuccio says no you're mistaken he's a smart man he's crafty he's astute he knows everything about the traps and the law and the codex he's oh such, he
0: can rewrite the will or something figure it out he can finagle it
1: he did, yes Renuccio doesn't know what uh Schicci can do but he, he has confidence that he's such a smart man such a clever man mm-hmm. that he will figure it out and now let's hear Renuccio sing a beautiful song about florence because he's feeling so in love and so hopeful of marrying his true love And so in the song he it's a love song to Florence, but he ends it by saying Long live the newcomers and Gianni Schicci.
0: And Gianni Schicci. And just to clarify, Florence is the town. Yes. And so when he's saying about his true love, we're talking about Loretta Schicci's daughter. That's right.
6: Okay. Piazza dei signori a tronco e fronde, ma le radici forse nuove apportano Dalle convali limpide e e Firenze germoglie dalle stelle
0: super in love with Florence.
1: <laughs> he likes the newcomers, <laughs> particularly the daughter of the newcomer. Right. Right.
0: So what was it Fi- Firenze of oh, Florence is a is like a flower.
1: It's like a tree in bloom. I
0: like a tree in bloom.
1: Yes. Yes. And we have this lovely, lovely moment between Rinuccio and Loretta and they're just kind of fawning all over each other yeah Yeah. it's it's sweet young innocent love it's it's lovely and he sees the relatives hanging around yeah and Skeechee says oh what why are they, they all crying they're they're better than strolling players for acting he says they're they're just pretending to grieve I don't know who they're trying to impress it's just us sitting here but um, he, he he turns to them and says, oh, I understand your grief at such a time like this. I am so sorry. So there's the asides to the audience about what a bunch of pretenders they are. And then he says the right thing to them. And they're all saying, oh, our loss has been so great. Take that how you will. <laughs> and and Skeechee says, well, such things happen. What can you do? What can you do? And it comes about that they've all been disinherited and they're upset, upset, just a little bit upset about it. And Loretta and Rinuccio knew that, know that they have to say farewell to each other because he can't marry her as a penniless man. He's, he's a young man who doesn't have money and is counting on the inheritance oh, to marry Loretta. In order to marry. Mm-hmm. And so Skeet, says, okay, well, Daughter, it's time to leave. Let's go. Why why are we here? I don't understand. Your new relations are not people you want to be involved with. Let's, Let's just go. And we're going to have a scene with Rinuccio explaining to his aunt, I know things didn't work out the way we wanted to with the will, but aunt, I love her. I want to marry her. And the relatives are not sympathetic at all. But most impressively, we're going to have a lovely song, Alone with Loretta and her father, where she says, but daddy, I love him. Ma. So she's going to sing, oh, dear daddy. And she's just, you know, how a daughter can. Yeah,
0: just wrap him around her finger.
1: She's absolutely going to do that. And this is, I think, one of the loveliest songs in this show, which has a lot of fun songs for sure but let's listen to Oh Dear Daddy, O Mio Babino... Caro. Caro.
0: Oh, that's this one. Yeah, I've heard of this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Opera for Everyone on 891 KHOL, and we are listening to songs from Gianni Schicci, uh, an opera by Giacomo Puccini that's part of Il Trittico.
4: Oh, mio Babino, Caro, mi be-
0: I mean I've heard that before. I didn't realize it was from this opera Gianni Skeeche. Well, the intention was to melt her father's heart. Oh, it was such a beautiful aria.
1: And it worked. Oh. Uh, and in fact she she talks about I love him so much, Daddy. And if I if I can't marry him, I'll I'll just have to throw myself into the river. Oh. Don't do that. I'm pining, I'm tortured. Have pity. Have pity is how she ends it. Daddy, have pity. Deep breath. And so Skeechee goes back into the room with all of those horrible relatives and says, okay, let me look at the will.
0: Oh, so he's going to help them because she wants to marry him.
1: Right. Because if they can't fix the will, then she can't marry. I see. Okay. He's an up-and-comer. He can't have her daughter marry a penniless. Yep you know down on his luck aristocrat sure she, right she needs to marry someone of substance yep and certainly he's got the family pedigree but he doesn't have money so deep breath he goes back in and says okay show me the will and it's this comical scene where he's reading the will pacing back and forth and the whole clump of the relatives are like is- following him around <laughs> yes yes and he looks at it and he says, well, no way out. It is what it is. I I can't change this will. It's a it's a well-drafted will. It's just how it is. And Loretta and Renuccio say, farewell to our bright hopes, our sweet mirage. We will not be able to marry on May Day. They're so sad. And you can see because she's just recently sung this fabulous song yeah. to her father. And he wants to make his daughter happy and... He looks at them and grabs the will again and he looks at it. However, Skichi says, and everyone like freezes <sighs> and yeah. paying close attention to him. And as he says, however, and everyone's paying close attention, Loretta and Rinuccio, oh, maybe we can get married on May Day. And the relatives are like, well, well, well. And at this point, Skichi sends his daughter off onto the terrace and says, go feed the birds, sweet daughter, go feed the birds. And so she leaves and Skeechi turns to all the relatives and he goes, does anyone know that Bozo has breathed his last? And the relatives say, no, no one, no one. He's like, good, good. No one must know. No one must find out. What about the servants? Skichi asks they said, no, no, since he grew worse, no one has been in the room but us. And he goes, okay, take the corpse and the candlesticks, sticks, get them out of here, <laughs> off with the body, and make up the bed, make up the bed. And he says, do what I say, no questions, just do what I say.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And so they do it.
0: Well, that sounds like a good song. Let's hear it. <laughs> so this is called no reso No one
1: knows. No
0: one knows that he's dead. Exactly. All right. You're listening to Opera for Everyone on
7: 891
4: KHOL. <laughs> in camera, nessuno.
7: Voi due portate il morto e i candelabri brilla dentro nella stanza di rimpetto. Donne, rifate il letto! No. Ci obbedite! ma è stato uno il dottore guardate che non passi Ditemi qualche cosa che cosa migliorato e che Vediamo, vediamo,
4: oh, riposa, mai, riposo, no, no,
7: maestre spineloccio, oh, messer buoso, ho tanta voglia di riposare, potreste ripassare questa serra, son quasi addormentato. Sì, sí, me servo, ma va meglio. T'as morto sonriato, a oh, stasera, a stasera. Anche alla voce sento è migliorato, e a me non è mai morto un amato.
1: And towards the end of that last piece There's a knock on the door. Any guesses as to who would be coming to the door? Uh, the commendatore from Don Giovanni? <laughs> no, it's the doctor. Come to check on his patient. Uh... And Skichi says, don't let him in. Tell him something. Tell him that Bozo is better and that he's resting. And so there's this hysterical scene while, where everyone's panicking. And finally, Skeechee has to impersonate Bozo. Oh, dear. And says, doctor, I, I, I'm just resting. Can you come back later? And the relatives are all stunned because for some magical reason... He sounds like him? He sounds just like Pozo. <gasps> so the doctor's pleased. He says, oh, you're sounding much better. Wonderful. I'll come back later. And they all say, bye, doctor. Till later. Bye. Oh, my gosh. So that was a close one. And, and they're, they're like, well, that worked. What next? But Skeechy wants to know was my voice like his.
0: And so they say, "Yes, you you sounded just like him." Mm-hmm. And so then they sing about that. They sure do. And so the next song is Era Igual La Voce, was my voice like his? Yes. And you're listening to Opera for Everyone on 891
7: KHOL. Era igual la voce. Vittoria, vittoria, ma non capite, no? oh, che zuffoni! Si corre dal notaio, messer notaio, presto, via da buoso Donati, c'è un gran peggioramento, vuol fare testamento. Portate su con voi l'imperdiamene. Resto a mesere se dove metalli, Ed il notaio viene. Entra la stanza e semi oscura. Dentro il letto intravede. La cappellina al viso la pezzolina fra cappellina e pezzolina un naso che per quello riposo è invece il mio perché al posto di
1: So what happens for eternity, Pat? Oh my goodness. He's going to defy eternity is what he tells us. Yeah? So what's happened right at the end there that we've been listening to? Yeah? He's... Not just putting on the night clothes, he's sort of covering his head with a nightcap and he's covering his mouth with a handkerchief. So, really, only his nose is going to show. And he says, Well, my voice sounds like his. I'll be covered up. I'm going to be laying in his sick bed and I am going to give instructions for making a new will. To whom? They're going to call in a notary.
0: Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> that doesn't sound like a bad idea.
1: they're going to ask what could go wrong um that doesn't sound like a bad idea but they do it right they do it they are going to call in a notary and right at the end there you hear the excitement of the relatives singing right in honor of
0: their savior skeetchy
1: this newcomer this nobody who dares to want to marry his daughter into their family and they're singing Skeetchy Skeetchy. <laughs> and let's listen to that song, Skeetchy Skeetchy. <laughs>
3: I'm <laughs>
7: sono I'm a me, I No, 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 a moment!
4: If you're the worse
0: the notary come yet
1: no they've sent for the notary but uh right now all that frantic singing you heard in the beginning of that song yeah was they're all so excited because they're thinking okay
0: we're all gonna be rich
1: this is all gonna work out those
0: monks aren't gonna get anything
1: that's exactly what they say that lovely joke on the monks those monks and they're dismissive of them and they all say oh family affection is so lovely Because they're all happy with each other now.
0: The family that breaks the law together (laughs) stays together. (laughs)
1: That's it. That's it. And (laughs) isn't uh, that the
0: whole thing of well, anyway, (sighs) La cosa nostra.
1: The elder gentleman of the family says, "Okay, Johnny, we all have to think about how we're going to divide things." And all the relatives say, "Well, in equal parts, in equal parts." But one claims this estate, one claims that estate, the elder people in the in amongst the group. And once they sort of make claims on some of these things, one of the relatives comments that, well, that would still leave the mule, this house and the mills at Singia. And they all note and agree those are the best things. I find it charming that one of the best things is the mule.
0: Maybe it's a very, very sweet mule.
1: I, I think it was a very good mule. I think the mule cost a lot of money. They—they're all so excited, and they're going to argue about this and talk about how important family affection is. And just as they're trying to sort this all out, they hear a bell ringing. You may have heard that in the music just yeah. a moment ago. And they're—that's a—that's a. That's a, a Uh, bell tolling someone's death and they're they're all terrified oh no someone has found out that Bozo has died oh no and they're just frozen and then word comes back no 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 it's somebody else who's died it's it
0: was just old Mrs. Johnson down the road no big deal (laughs) it's
1: just someone else no worries no worries and then they all agree oh well as for the house the mule and the mills We'll just leave leave them to Skeechee's honesty. He'll, he's got a sense of justice. He'll figure it out. He'll make the right choice. And everyone agrees, yes, we'll leave it up to Skeechee. So there we are. And it's time for him to get fully dressed. And he's in the bed and one by one, the relatives come to put on his nightcap and tuck him in and do various things. And each one of them says, okay, but you're going to give the mule the house To me, right? To me. And he says, very well. And this is to about five of them who come up to him. And he says, very well, yes. And so he leaves each one of them thinking
0: that they're going to get the mule.
1: That they're going to get the mule and the house and the mills. And it's all going to be wonderful. So let's hear that little ditty where they all ask for what they want and he tells them, sure. 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 No problem. No problem. Okay. Se mi lasci la mula questa casa, i mulini di Signa ti do 30 fiorini. Sta
7: bene. Se lasci a me la casa, la mula di mulini, ti do 100 fiorini. Sta bene. Gianni, se tu mi lasci in questa casa, la mula di mulini di Signa ti gonfio di quattrini. Sta bene.
4: Eccolo Su, se ci la mula, i mulini di signa e questa casa pure di fiorini ti cintasa. sta bene e dica la tua se ti lasci la mula, i mulini di signa e questa casa per te mille fiorini
7: sta bene
4: yeah.
1: So dreamy and beautiful, Pat. Well, once they've gotten his agreement to their desires, each one of them individually, it's almost like the women are singing him a lullaby. They they will say, Get undressed, baby boy, get into bed.
0: And so They're it, dreaming about all the things that they're, they're gonna have when they yes. get all
1: this money. <laughs> yes, and they sing it all, and then you hear Skeechee say right in there. I'll give you all the help you deserve.
0: Which is not necessarily what they
1: want. (laughs) Well, they they hear that the way they want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Because they think they deserve a lot. Sure. And it's a lullaby, essentially. But now... Well,
0: and so do they all leave and then the notary comes and it's just him and the notary?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. They're there. They, oh, they never oh, leave. No, like, no one ever leaves except Loretta has sent off to feed the right, birds. Right, right. <laughs> Lee, 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 Yeah, she's, she's there. She's, she's feeding the birds. She's a, a very obedient daughter. Once she wraps her father around her finger and he's determined to do as she wishes. But Skeechee's going to say, but first, a warning And this is going to be our next song, but I'm going to tell you ahead of time what you're going to hear because it's kind of fun to listen to it and know. He says, this is a serious warning, ladies and gentlemen, you know, the decree, whoever puts himself in the place of another concerning wills and bequests, both he and his accomplices will have one hand chopped off and then be exiled.
0: So all so, of us could have a hand chopped off and be excited. Yeah,
1: just let's, before we go through with this, let's all remember this is a serious crime we're all committing. So we're all committing to stay quiet about it. Nobody can say anything. And then he says, look, do you see your beautiful Florence? Well, you can bid farewell to Florence. Farewell to the heavenly skies. Adieu. I wave adieu with this stump reminding them of the fact that right. the hand would be chopped off. So he's he's just saying, okay, this seems fun, and you're singing me this sweet song. But if anybody ever finds
0: out, we're all up the creek without a paddle.
1: Yeah, all of us. So right. nobody nobody can crack. Prisoner's dilemma. Well, they've all committed to, to do it, and he's just warning them, and honestly, he's telling us.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a bit of foreshadowing.
1: It, we, we need to know... Why they are going to need to be bound by this oath. Mm. So then what happens? Well, before then what happens, we're going to listen a little bit to that song because I like that song. Okay,
0: all right. And so this is, this is... A um, uh,
1: warning first.
0: That's the name of the song.
1: Well, that's the name of the song in English.
0: Prima un avvertimento.
1: Okay, let's hear it. Prima
7: un avertimento, oh, si- Voi lo sapete, il bando. Per chi sostituisce se stessi su in luogo d'altro intestamenti e lasciti, per lui e per i complici, cenati. FATELO BENE, SE FOSSIMO SCOPERTI
0: Dio,
1: They're taking his warning pretty seriously.
0: Here's my bloody stump. See you later.
1: Yeah. So he's warned them very seriously. Un
0: avvertimento <laughs>
1: A warning that they best not reveal. Yeah. This deception. This is deception. Serious, serious business. This is serious business. So we, we hear next the notary coming in. Mm-hmm. And Rinuccio will say, here is the notary, and the notary brings two witnesses with him who know Bozo very well, mm-hmm. and Skichi knows enough about them to go, oh, you're the cobbler, You you repaired my shoes, and oh... You're the dyer. It's so co- it's so wonderful that you've come to be a witness to my will. But he's he's in bed and he's covered m- up and pretty much all that can be seen is his nose sticking out. And, you know, one nose is like another. <laughs> so let's listen to Here is the Notary.
0: All right. If you've just tuned in, you are listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. And we're listening to Gianni Schicci from Giacomo Puccini's three opera triptych, Il Trittico.
7: Grazie, grazie, Guccio Tintore, troppo buoni, troppo buono di venirmi a servir da testimoni.
3: Povero Muoso, io l'ho sempre calzato, vederlo in quello stato vieto a piangere.
7: Testimonio, avrei voluto scriverlo con la scrittura mia, mi limpidisce la paradisia, perciò voglio un notaio solenne e leale.
5: un oh, serbuoso,
7: grazie. Poor
1: Bozo. Oh, poor Bozo.
0: I'm buying it. I mean, he sounds like an old guy who's got a lot of money and
1: dying. He sounds like somebody who's imitating an old guy who's That's got a true. lot of money and dying. <laughs> but it seems to work. The notary and the two witnesses, who all know him, are fooled just as the doctor was. And they will go on to dictate the uh, dictate the will. And this is where they specifically say, in the year of our Lord, 1299, wow. on the first day of September. And they go on to write the will. And Skeetje will say... In the voice of Bozo, annulling, revoking, and invalidating all previous wills, Mm -hmm. right? Which is standard practice, but the relatives all praise him for being so smart to say that. And he says, I leave to the minor order of brothers. In other words, these are the monks who had gotten everything in the true will. And the... When, upon hearing this, the relatives the all families
0: get, are like ah!
1: getting completely nervous. He says, "I leave five lira, and everybody relaxes." So just a a pittance to <laughs> it gives just like a drop in the bucket to right. the to the monks and the relatives all go, "Oh, he's such a generous man, so thoughtful, so thoughtful, to leave money to the brothers." And the notary says, "Don't you think that's?" a very small amount. skichi says, no, well, when someone dies and leaves a large amount to a religious order or a monastery, it makes those who live on say, that was stolen money. So the, the relatives praise his principles. <laughs> okay, <laughs> On and on. And he carries on with dictating the will, and he leaves the, to the elder two members of the family who had asked for certain estates Early on, before mm-hmm. the whole lullaby bit, he leaves those to them, the estate the to one, another estate to another, and he carries on and he says, and now we're at the, the mule, the house in the mills, the one that everyone thinks that they're getting. Right. And he says, I leave my mule, the one that costs 300 florins, and which is the best mule in Tuscany, to my devoted friend. Gianni Uh oh. so he's just written himself in to get the mule and the relatives are having a little bit of a freak out behind him and the notary writes this down (laughs) and there's much confusion and commotion and general worrying and he says and I leave my house in Florence to my dear devoted friend Gianni Scicci more commotion, more fretting, and I leave the mills to my dear devoted friend, Gianni Skeetchi. Oh, wow. And they're all freaking out, and the notary tries to shush them, and he says, the wishes of a man making his will should not be impeded. And Mr. Skeetchi, or Gianni Skeetchi, says, I make my bequest to whom I please, and I have decided on my will it shall be done. And if they scream, I'll stay calm and sing to myself. And the witnesses are so impressed with the fortitude of this sick and dying man. So there we are.
0: Well, I kind of saw that one coming.
1: You kind of saw that one coming? Well, didn't you? Yeah, we all did. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Why, why wouldn't he do that? It's kind of amazing he gave the two properties he Well, did. that's
0: what I was going to say when I heard that he gave the two properties to the older people. But maybe it's just because they're older and they've lived there for a long time and he doesn't want to mess with them entirely.
1: That, that's not completely explained. But as soon as the notary leaves, you can imagine what that room is going to be like. Right. And they scream, thief, thief. And they just harangue him. And he screams, why, you people, get out. This is my house now. Get out, get out. This does not belong to you anymore. And the relatives all scream, pillage, pillage, pillage. And they all start grabbing the candlesticks, like just anything of value in the the home. And they're all just stuffing them everywhere and trying to. And he's chasing them out, chasing them out. And they're screaming, plunder, plunder, (laughs) grab the silver. So it's just this insane scene of these relatives pillaging the house, and he's scooching them out, and he finally gets them out, and now, after that crazy bit of comedy, we get the conclusion of our love story.
0: Well, yeah, because, well, but he's still penniless, except for is Skichi gonna...
1: Well, but Skichi has occurred to him, he's profited mightily out of this young man's family... And so they can get married now because he's kind of got them. I mean, the money didn't come attached to uh, Renuccio, but it was money from Renuccio's family. Right. So that's how he made his daughter happy, made himself rich. And, and now he can let his daughter marry this young man. to love. <laughs> It is true love for them. And he sings, we're going to go out on, these are the last two songs of the opera where they scream thief, thief and the craziness. And then the song about Renuccio will sing my Loretta. We shall always stay here in our beautiful Florence. And this this opera is a bit of a love story to Florence. To Florence too, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in the final lines of the opera, Skeetje will turn directly to the audience and say, tell me, ladies and gentlemen, If Buozzo's money could have had a better end than this. For this prank, they send me to hell, and so be it. But with the permission of the great old man Dante. Ah. You remember him circling back. Circling back. If you've been entertained this evening, allow me extenuating circumstances. The end. Yes.
0: Nice.
1: And that was our wonderful, fun romp of an opera following the very serious and right. sad Il Tabarro and Sister Angelica.
0: Right. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Opera for Everyone. And we're going to go out here on the final few arias of Gianni Schicci by Giacomo Puccini on Opera for Everyone on one KHOL. Thanks for listening to another episode of Opera for Everyone. I'm Keeley Heron. And I'm Pat Wright. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And like our Facebook page, Opera for Everyone, where you can also send us a message. We know that opera can be challenging. But everyone loves a good story. And a story set to music is even better. That's why our mission is to make Opera, opera for, for Everyone. everyone.